We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, left. Let me tell you something. Two things happened this weekend in anticipation of EA Sports' release of NCAA football. I finally purchased my PS5, left. That's right. I had to get my thumbs right. I had to start working the thumbs out a little bit early. I had to give myself about a year. Ryan Roberts is talking a lot of trash. B. Driss is talking a lot of trash. There's some hearts I'm going to have to break this time next summer. I'm going to have to do some things. I'm going to have to do some things. I need to know who's the most dynamic player you played with in NCAA. The most dynamic player you played with in NCAA. Myself, easily. Yourself? Easily. Easily. Dude, I I have to admit. I would break the 80 overall. Freshman year, so I was uh-huh. sucking myself in because we had Ev. Man, we was cooking. You could play with Notre Dame if uh, I was on the game because we was nice. They gave me a good deep ball. We had the running game right. You know, obviously the <laughs> offensive line was top tier. I think Zach was still in the game. Yeah. I had Zach blocking for me. It was up. Yo, I, I agree. Lilo Galante, we appreciate you. CFB was a video game. Georgia would be the end of the game. Look, I'm telling you now. I'm not respecting you at all if you play with Georgia. Yeah, you can't even. Yeah, it's kind of stupid now. It's like, dude, you can't play with Georgia right now. No, no, no. Off the bat, I know you have no game. That's already know you have no game. That's like 2010 Warriors. It's like you playing with the Flash Brothers, really? When they just making everything? (laughs) We already question your game, but it's very important to realize. I think the coldest dude. Let me. I'll be honest, bro. They cat Juice Williams when I played with him when he was at Illinois. They cat Juice Williams. I had him doing some amazing things on that game, bro. Oh, hell yeah. yeah I was running that option with him and Rashad Mendenhall. Rashad Mendenhall? What happened to him at the Steelers, man? He was good. Did he get hurt or something? Because remember him and Willie Parker, man. It was Rashad Mendenhall. Oh, good Parker. call. Good call, Willie that's, Parker. See, that's the duo, duo we need at Notre Dame. Yeah. If Logan Diggs is more like Willie Parker, 
Because Aldrich is kind of more Rashad Mendenhall. Like, okay, I can take that. But if Logan Diggs was a Willie Parker, had that fast speed, scat speed type of uh-huh. thing, that James White type of play, yeah, we would have been good as a Thunder combo, Thunder Lightning combo. That's how Wisconsin did it. They had Monty Ball, then Melvin Gordon, yeah. and James White. They had a nice little mix of them three. I mean, you, man, that's beautiful. And Joe, I guess who was there? Joe Rudolph was there the whole time, so he knows what the running game should look like yeah. from a running standpoint. Because Joe Rudolph was tight ends coach back then. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And Pat, I see you in the chat. Look, I don't know how, how you are as a sports fan. The sports fans are different. Malik and I actually have to be like, we are actually sports fans that like greatness. We like to watch greatness. I like to watch Steph Curry. I like to watch LeBron James. The Chicago Bulls suck right now. So if the Bulls are on and Steph Curry is playing, I'm turning to Steph Curry. For sure. For sure. So don't, don't get mad at us that Notre Dame just happened to be 9-4 and four and Tim Wayne with Jack Cole. And Georgia just happened to be the bastard of greatness. And Bryce Young just happened to be in Alabama. We love watching greatness. Yeah, I would definitely. I, that's that's, I would that's all Georgia, that is. Georgia oh. versus Kentucky versus Absolutely, versus Toledo. Absolutely, and you know, when we play, I can watch the whole first half of Georgia and not miss nothing, flip back, 
Absolutely. Wait to the fourth quarter about Notre Dame game and have all Absolutely. the notes I need after a couple drives. Like Absolutely. And if you don't like watching good football, that's on you. I don't know what else to say. But I love watching greatness. I'm not just stuck to watching Notre Dame and watching my squad. Anytime I can watch greatness on the gridiron, man, I don't care if it's USC late at night. Yep, I watch Caleb. As much as I can. Oh, yeah, I'm watching Caleb as much as I can. Like, watch Caleb on, as U- much as I that can. UCLA game, USC game, I stayed was, up for that. That game was one of the best college football games of the past five years. Easily. Easily. Period. From an entertainment value, easily. Well, I wouldn't watch. Like, come on. we Who we play that week? We played. What was it? Uh, it was the end of the season. We played them here. Oh, it was a week before we played them. Yes. Uh, it was. What was it? It was a uh, pit or something. It was some game I didn't watch until the end. I think we I watched. Watch no, we watched Boston. We played Boston College. Oh yeah, that game was a snow game. Yeah, we, so you know, snow game. Was, you know, whatever. Yeah, that wasn't even that great to watch. And they had Zay Flowers on the other team. So you know, well, a lot of it's because their quarterback was a freshman. I'm like, man, we ain't watching that. So man, maybe we can do a podcast over at Dog Nation. Yeah, you can probably we, do a podcast over at Alabama site too. Wherever that's greatness, we can talk about it. That's right. Because we love watching it. It is what it is. <laughs> Lucky Lefty Podcast. Before we get into the defense left, I have a great idea. I know you love to invest. I know you love up-and-coming trends. Here's one for you. The DAR. There's a need for the DAR. You say, well, what are you talking about, Sean? Well, I just happened to be in the drive-thru this morning going to pick up a nice iced macchiato for the missus. Mm. And I had to turn the radio down to place my order. But the conversation that was on sports radio, I was very much interested in. So in order to place my order, I had to stop listening to the conversation. And I missed some pretty pertinent information or pertinent parts of the conversation. Why can't you rewind rewind on radio? Why? Why can't I hit the pause button on what I'm listening to? on live radio, just like TV. Why do I have to wait for the podcast to come out? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I need a rewind button for my sports radio. That's all I'm saying. I need a pause and a rewind button for my sports radio. Because I'm missing important pieces of the conversation when I'm placing my order. That wouldn't make you live, then you'll be like, might as well get on YouTube like the Breakfast Club and catch. Well, it's just like when I'm watching TV. If I go do something, I pause it. When I come back, and I just happen to be behind the live feed, but I didn't miss anything. But that's because you have a cable box. The radio is is a come on, bro. Everything is a signal, a signal that can be streamed, a signal that can I'm sure can be manipulated at some point. How are you going to take a signal and individualize to radios that are on FM? And well, AM? look, you, you kind of, I guess you can do it to a sense, in a sense, right? Because 
if you listen through the app, you can hit the pause button. If you listen, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It has to be, but it's tricky listening through the app because you don't know. You rewind. It's. I'm just saying. Figure the technology out. We figure everything else out. Figure it out. Got it for real. You know they just don't (laughs) give it to us. You know we 30 years behind the government and stuff. Hey, dude, figure it out. I, the thing I, is, I like, understand like the terrestrial. We know the terrestrial radio is not the same as satellite. But they say, you know, uh, they, they say, what, what, what the book say? If we, uh, if we think it is probably already, it's probably already theirs. Ain't nothing. Absolutely. 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 How aggressive is Notre Dame's defense going to be, left? I think the great defenses of what we learned in the past years is that the great defenses don't blitz that much. They just rely so much on the the front seven and that front four that they create enough pressure to play seven, eight men in the backfield and make it tough all day. That's why uh, Georgia was so good. It's because they don't have to blitz. How hard is it when you can't run versus four or four down and you can't pass versus four down? (laughs) You know what? They – Confuse the heck out of Josh Heupel and Hendon Hooker because you just said what you said. They went into that matchup of undefeated and they blitzed Hendon Hooker from every direction. And that was so off brand from what Georgia does that Tennessee just was, it took them three quarters to adjust. No, absolutely. Cause they, cause they're not, nobody's used to it. Think about it. You already the baddest team in, on defense, not blitzing. And you show it no matter who you go against. Then you go against a team and you start blitzing. There's no way they they don't have enough reps in the bank <laughs> throughout the week to prepare yeah. for a switch up like that because that's not even their identity. Right. You know, I don't think Georgia preaches having pre- – the only thing about it is you have to have great backhand play, which I think Notre Dame is going to be better at this year, having great secondary backhand play. But at the same time, but even if you don't have great back end play left, you gotta it, takes hit home. A, it takes a phenomenal quarterback to take advantage of it. Well, the, the way offenses is scripted and schemed these days, not really because you have so many dump offs and little RPO stuff. And, you know, the game's a little more uh, AAU-ish. Well, my you point is, I don't think George's <laughs> defensive backfield was very young this year. No. No, no, I'm telling you, most of their youth, they started like two true freshmen. They had uh, Ringo, who was overrated. He was overrated, in my opinion. He's technically not overrated if he got drafted around the right spot. He was like fifth, sixth round or something crazy like that. No, no, no. Ringo didn't go to fifth, sixth round. He went went low for where? Ringo went higher than that. He definitely went fifth round or sixth round. Where'd he go? Fifth round. For Kelly sure. Ringo? No. Pick 105, bro. That was like third. Oh, man. It felt like it was. Maybe because all his teammates picked first. <laughs> I'm like, fifth round? It I'm felt like, like fifth round. And he was crying and shit, you know? Because all his homies went first pick. That's, but I'm just saying, he wasn't. He's not Benjamin Morrison. No. And he was their number one. So the secondary was their Achilles heel defensively this year. So whereas they had, you know, all types of fortune they ass. 
they had all types of big time senior leadership on the back end with seen the year before, along with that front seven. Teams were able, Tennessee wasn't able to take advantage of it because look, Kirby did a great job scheming and taking things away from Tennessee that they were getting against everybody else. And Ohio State had a month to prepare. And Ohio State had great talent at wide receiver. And they had the number two overall pick in the draft. Like, if that's what it takes to be able to take advantage of a Georgia defense that had a secondary that could be had, that's this is what we're talking about, which goes back to your point. With the defensive secondary that Notre Dame does have, is the front seven going to be strong enough to allow them to be dominant? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This defense is not about the players to me. I'll be honest, left. Notre Dame's defense in 2023 is going to be about Al Golden. Period. Because you have way too many chess pieces to have a great defense, a top 20 defense in college football. Wait, there's no excuses. What type of coordinator are you? How can you game plan? And not only game plan, how can you adjust in-game? For me, this is on Al Golden this year. Because you can't tell that they don't have the talent in the athleticism. This is on Al Golden. They might not have Georgia's talent. They have some pretty darn good talent on defense. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, as much as we look at The strength being on the back, and left has always said, look, I don't care what anybody says. Until Notre Dame has big boys weighing 300 pounds talking trash, yeah, uh, they're not winning anything. <laughs> no, we're not winning nothing. If we got our set back in, the last line of defense talking crazy. Uh-huh. But your front line, you're sitting out the war, you don't hear a peep. That's like the that's like in the old movies, the arrow dudes that shoot the arrows talking the most junk. Yeah. It's like you the arrow dude. You know what I mean? You ain't in the field swinging the sword and the shield. You the arrow dude talking stuff. What are you 
We don't even see you till we get to the castle. So, you know, it's not very threatening if your arrow dudes are being your loudest uh, defenders. The biggest concern for this defense being a winning defense as we get ready to close, left. Talk about things that we spoke about offensively. I'll believe it when I see it. Notre Dame having a top 20 defense. Notre Dame having a top 10 pass defense. Notre Dame line, a Notre Dame linebacker having 100 tackles. What is the biggest thing that you have to see before you believe it when it comes to this Notre Dame defense? Turnovers, I think, would be a huge thing if we could just steal possessions, man. If we could be a team that if we're pressuring a lot, it should equate to stealing possessions and having bigger and better turnovers, turnover Mm. downs, teams playing behind the sticks. Uh, it's not equating to that, then, you know, we should just switch strategies. I want to believe that the Notre Dame linebackers are going to be vastly improved. And J.D. Bertrand will have 100 tackles with about 10 tackles for loss. I have to see it before I believe it. That's just where it is. That's just where it is. I have to see the young linebackers playing as they should, in my opinion. It's going to be questionable, man. That linebacker position might be the most pivotal position for that defense in its performance. And it literally might sway the Notre Dame defense in one direction or the other. It's, it's that important, in my opinion, love. It's that yeah. important. You know, we got to <clears throat> definitely set that part of our game up. Jalen Sneed is a dude that I think jumps to the forefront, brings that attitude. He's a little bit closer to the defensive line, love. At least he, he plays in the box. He brings that swag. He talks that trash. So you're getting a little closer than a secondary for guys talking trash. You're getting warmer. But, you know, we we still missing the mark of uh, intimidation factor. That's why I think every team needs yeah. a couple guys that are, are un, un, unscripted. You know, it's, football is not a gentleman's game at all. You need a, a couple convicts and felons uh, mixed in the, to the bunch. It keeps the – the energy going. You got a, a bunch of good guys going to work every day. It just becomes boring. And I think Les, that's the game has. I agree, man. Shout out to everyone that stayed up with us last night. It was a great show. We enjoyed <laughs> discussing the Flintstones and the Jetsons. And we got a lot of great feedback after the show last night, early this morning. Uh, I mean, people- seriously, think about it, though. If you had to take it, if you were going to anywhere, you know, a networking event, 
you know, a, a, a business event, tax tax conference, uh, something at the, the 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 House of Representatives. You know, you got some resort trip for C top five hundred C. Take a Notre Dame guy, but if you go into the linebacker on a Friday night at one o'clock, you're not taking no Notre Dame guys with you to the bar. You or if you're going into a back alley fight. You that who you taking on the Notre Dame team to go with you? So I think that's where we got to be able to 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 have some guys on the team where it's like, hey, if I had to go into treacherous waters, I'm taking X, Y, and Z with me. But we got a lot of upstanding citizens. That's a good thing. But this game is not about upstanding citizens in general. You need a couple crazies. You need you need a couple a couple uh, uh behavior issues, you know, because that that's what that's where the leadership comes when you can bring guys up. If you got everybody that's a leader and everybody's good, yeah, it's a boring team. There's no intimidation to a bunch of good guys that you want to, to date your daughter. <laughs> we want to come play teams where teams is like, man, I would never let them around my daughter. Because that's because that's the type of intimidation you need. Going, man, you go to Notre Dame, they all looking for man. Hey, they handing out business cards and stuff. Hit me up after the game, and we do some bit. No, you supposed to hate going into the Notre Dame tunnel playing the Notre Dame football team. They love it. They taking pictures with us, asking what it's like at the school. If we got to take religion class and stuff. like, what are we talking about? It's a football game. It's just frustrating sometimes. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> I get you. Looking at the podcast, man. Like we said, winning ways. Great show. Talking about the winning ways offensively and defensively. How Notre Dame's going to go about winning that national championship and winning these big games, man. I enjoyed talking about this, Left. I'm trying to see if we had any super chats. I don't think so. For some reason, people are going at Tim Hyde. I don't know what Tim Hyde did to upset the fan base, but I guess they're saying he's always negative. All right. You know what time it is. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Now, are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Stories of the Day, brought to you by Nora Whiskey at norawhiskey.com and Premium American Whiskey at norawhiskey.com. I am putting the showrunners, the writers, the directors, the producers, and anybody else connected to that travesty that was the last episode of the season for Power. <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> the warehouse scene was trash. That was, oh, the, that okay. was the worst shootout I've ever seen in the history of TV. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. 
I'm trying to think because I, you know, I caught the episodes on Twitter three weeks before. You're talking about when they tried to set Tariq up and Kane and Kane tried to shoot Tariq. That one. Yes, yes. You thought I was weak. No, I was so trash. <laughs> it was so trash. It didn't aesthetically make sense. Like his gun is on Tariq. They had they made it look like he came in and shot Kane with the first shot. But if you look at the angle, he's not even aiming in the direction of Kane, who was directly to the left of Tariq. So it was just aesthetically all bad. It was just bad, right? Then the lights go off, and all of a sudden, nobody can shoot in the dark. Like, nobody knows. <laughs> These dudes just run out of the warehouse. Nobody chases them. Just nothing. I'm like, come on, man. What are we doing? What, what are we doing? Man? That was the worst. Dude. And did you see Al Pacino has a baby on the way, bro? Yeah, with a 26-year-old or something. Man, shout out to Al Pacino, man. Bro. It's a lot of things to be said probably get banned on YouTube. <laughs> Yo, and a lot of people said and have suggested that we do a Judy Jetson Notre Dame t-shirt, bro. I'm telling you. Look, we got to <laughs> Don't, don't get me started talking about the merch, man. We're going to be all right. We're going to get all these ideas on paper. We're going to be good. Oh, man. Great show. We'll be back tomorrow. We have to reschedule our guest today. And uh, let's start talk, start with camp coming up. We started talking about some of these players and positions and the moves they need to make and how they need to uh, get better, man. It is what it is, bro. I hate to use Cam and Mace's, you know, show title, but <laughs> at this point, we have what we have, and that's you have. We have to go to battle with those guys. Hopefully, they can stay healthy through the fall camp and get to set to get to September twenty third healthy as well. Oh, absolutely. For left, Sean Davis. Don't forget Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation. Lock in. Audio edibles each and every day right here at home in the Misguided Passion Lucky Lefty Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow, but most of all, make sure that you spin it different. 